0: Hey guys, welcome to the Tech You Should Know podcast. I'm Mike James, and today we're giving you some life changing tips. Now, do me a favor and think about all the pictures that you've got on your phone. People these days have more photos than ever before, and that's because smartphones are portable cameras. Think about it. Very few people even own a camera these days, and that is unless you're a photographer. And that's because smartphones are getting better every day. You can take high-quality pictures of your on your iPhone or your Android without having to drop big money on a fancy DSLR camera. As new phones roll out and companies compete to make the best products, our phone cameras are only getting better. And you can snap a photo in just a couple of seconds. You can even activate burst mode, which then explodes those photos to 10 times as much. Now, bottom line, it's easy to cram your phone full of pictures, and that can slow the phone down over time. Plus, it can feel stressful when you want to find a picture from a year ago or two years ago, but you have no idea how to start or where to start. Now, stop me if you've heard this one before, but you're sitting down with a friend, at a party. This is before COVID, of course. You're sharing a fun story, and you remember you have a photo from the night that you went out. So you get out your phone, and you start scrolling, and you can't find it right away. So you just keep scrolling and scrolling, and maybe you'll say to your friend, well, it's it's just a second, I have to show you this. But you can't find that particular picture because there are so many other photos getting in the way. So let me tell you, that is a great way to kill the mood, kill the story, and soon your friend's going to be bored. They'll start looking away, maybe fiddling with their own phone, taking too long. By the time you finally do find the photo, they've probably lost all interest. This is an awkward situation, and all thanks to clutter. And it happens to a lot of people. Let me tell you, I know someone who has 13,000 photos on their phone. Crazy, right, 13,000. But it's not rare for people to have so much clutter, they can barely find out what they're looking for. Well now, whether you've got a few hundred or a few thousand photos, I'm willing to bet your image albums are pretty cluttered. Well, just this last week, Kim talked about this on NPR's Life Kit podcast, and the episode was all about cleaning up your phone and organizing your photos. So that got us thinking There's a whole lot more to this story. Today, we're going to dive into this topic and give you the guide to getting your photos in order. You don't have to succumb to clutter. There's a lot of resources you may not even know about. For example, did you know AI programs can categorize your pictures? Yeah, they can even use facial recognition technology to help you find the important stuff. Baby pictures, graduation photos, and so on. There's some cool stuff you've got to take advantage of. And by the time this episode is done, you'll have a cleaner phone than ever before. And you'll learn how to wipe away stuff you don't need and how to better appreciate what you do have. So stick around. We've got a ton of tips from Kim coming up in just a moment on tech you should know from commando.com. We're back on the Tech You Should Know podcast, and we're here with Kim. And of course, we're talking about photos. Now we have so many photos, it's hard to keep track of all of them. And
1: just one glance at my phone, I see hundreds. So how does this even happen in the first place, Kim? You know, that's the problem is that we have so many photos in so many different places. I mean, it used to be that you take just a few pictures of maybe a meal or an event or a family gathering. But now we take 10, maybe 20, maybe even 100, right? And then we all start sharing our photos on Facebook and text messages and maybe even old school email. So your first step is to take a deep breath and know that this is not going to be like an overnight success, okay? It's gonna take some time. It's definitely going to take some patience. So you wanna take a look at all of your devices. I mean, your phone, your camera, your tablet, any memory card you have laying around, and your computer, of course. And then you wanna start figuring out, okay, Where can I put all these? If you're on Apple, of course, you want to use photos because it just makes it so easy and accordingly on your Windows PC. Um, While you're doing this, you're going to invariably start seeing a lot of pictures that look the same because, I mean, one picture of your child smiling, why not take 12, right? Okay. So we want to pick maybe not the best five. If you can really do it, you start picking the best two. And then you start maybe thinking about how you can have some automation behind this as well.
0: Okay, Kim, it's early in the year. Everybody's making New Year's resolutions and cleaning up clutter. And you've got pictures of the dog, pictures of the cat, significant others, Christmas photos, birthday photos. I mean, it just goes on and on. What's our
1: first step to cleaning up the phone? You know, definitely. And that's a really great point because a lot of people don't take advantage of it. They get overwhelmed at that first step and say, okay, well, I give up. I'm going to wait until maybe next year. Well, next year, you're just going to have more photos. So just bite the bullet and get it done now. So using AI, you can say that these are certain people. So maybe this is mom, dad, your husband, your spouse, your partner, whatever it may be, the kids, the dog, like you mentioned, the cat.
0: Okay. I love the automation. I love that. It sounds like a great way to lessen the workload. Let AI do all the work. I imagine a lot of people feel intimidated. I mean, if you've got 12,000 photos on your phone, you might think, I don't even know where to start, but AI programs can help with that.
1: Yes. If it is working correctly, but whenever I do that with my son, Ian, is that because we look so much alike, <laughs> yep, that happens. <laughs> is that it's like, wait, that's not Ian, that's Kim, you know? So you have to be a little bit careful. My husband, he's bald, so we never get any re- resemblance with those. But there are some packages out there. Like if you're on a Mac, there's a program called Photos Duplicate Cleaner. So after you get everything organized and you have them in that special place, is that that's when you want to start relying on some AI. And it's a free download. There's one for Windows, it works the same way. It's called Duplicate Cleaner. And what it does is creates these groups of duplicate photos. And so this way you can see similar images like those 12 pictures of your, your Thanksgiving day dinner and the turkey, you know, whatever it may be. And then you can pick the best ones. But I will warn you that there, there are these automatic options that the program say, oh, well, let us do it for you. You know, AI is good, but it's not that good. So you still have to have that human element built into it. Now, if you really don't want to do any of this, of course, you can always get onto Fiverr.com and say, I want somebody to organize all of my photos once you have them put into like, uh, say, Google Photos or even Amazon Prime. A lot of people don't realize that, yes, with Amazon Prime that you get the two-day shipping, of course, and all the other perks of membership like photos and – or pardon me, like videos and shows and Mrs. Maisel, which was phenomenal and all that good stuff. But with an Amazon Prime account, a membership, you also get unlimited full-resolution photos and up to 5 gigs of videos for free. So it's something to consider. Okay,
0: those sound like some fantastic resources that people can take advantage of. But let's zoom out and look at the big picture for a moment. You've got your photos organized. What's your next step?
1: Well, then you have to start figuring out what the heck are you going to do with all these things, right? I mean, now that you have them all organized what is the ultimate goal? Is the goal to create maybe a book for your son uh, or maybe a folder or a slideshow or just a, a, a way for them to have access to all of their photos? I know with the kids in our family that, that they really like to see pictures of themselves when they were two or three for some reason, which I think is great, you know, and then they can refer back to that. Of course, we, you know, there's always those awkward middle school years that they'd like to forget, but you'd still need to put those photos in there. Um, It's always a good idea to, to maybe start creating an actual photo book. And I know that sounds very old school, but it's really something that you can make now a beautiful coffee table book. And it's something that when people come over or when you're around and maybe it's late at night and you want to relive some memories that you could just pick up the book and actually look at it uh, with a glass of wine or even a cup of hot chocolate.
0: Yeah, there's another one that you've talked about before, and it's a great solution. A photo book is a great option for someone that wants a physical copy. But let's look at this from the perspective of someone who's more tech savvy. Let's say someone isn't interested in a photo book at all. There are other ways to store their pictures, right? I'm thinking of uh, Adobe Cloud, for example. What are some of the other ways a person can store their photos?
1: Well, you mentioned Adobe Creative Cloud. It has a plan that includes one terabyte of cloud storage. But what I like about it is that it gives you all the tools. And so you can organize your photos, you can share your photos, you can store. Of course, you know, with Adobe, we always know that you can edit anything. Um, And then it also is based on different file types, and that's really important. We should get into that as well, is because there are all these different file types when you start talking about photos. Uh, Google Photos is totally free. It's unlimited, photos up to 16 megapixels, and then videos with a great HD resolution of 1080p. Um, what I like about Google Photos is that it makes it really easy for you to start collaborating with your photo collection, because a lot of people have an, a, a Google account. And so you can start opening up your folders and say, hey, listen, if you have any pictures from our family reunion in 2019 when we didn't have to wear a mask, then please send them directly over to this cloud account. And so, and then what I like about it too is that you can ask people to edit photos. And so, if you have, say, a family reunion or older family photos that you've actually scanned because they are in. A photo album, yes, we still have those too, is that you can ask family members to try to identify certain people in the photo, as well as maybe tell you more about whatever that event is. And then you can organize your photos by people, places and things. And it makes it really super, super easy for you to find particular photos. And as I mentioned earlier, is that you have uh, Amazon Prime membership that you also get free photo storage as well.
0: Okay. So I want to get into your opinion on the more technical side of photo storage. I mean, there's a lot of different file formats. Does this have any impact on your options? Like if your pictures are all in PNG format, does that mean some of the options are
1: off the table? When you start talking about your photos, there are all these different file formats. And like anything in tech, It's not always so slam dunk when you just look at something, right? Because when you go to save as, it gives you all these different options. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, JPEG, JPEG 2, uh, RAW, TIFF. I don't know. What is it? And so JPEG is kind of the the standard, the gold standard. It's the most common image format. And the reason why, because it doesn't take up a lot of space. Um, It's really great for sharing via social media or even just if if it's a photo that you're not going to want to do a lot of editing with. Um, If your phone or your device offers a raw format and it's an event that you don't think that you'll really have the ability to have again, or it's maybe even a photo shoot, say with your parents or your grandparents or your kids, whatever it may be. But you want to have more flexibility in, say, editing that photo or enlarging that photo. And you may remember a long time ago when we used to have a camera and film, right? And we used to have this great quality with that. Well, RAW is almost like capturing that film. But the downside, because of all those pixels and all that, the the information that's stored with that photo, is that it takes a lot of storage space. So with And then we come into TIFF. TIFF, I would just totally stay away from. Just say no. Okay, it's just okay. So there's no such thing as TIFF. It's just just for pretend it. Yeah, just pretend it doesn't exist. You know, it was something that was really big a long time ago. We don't need it. But let's just loop back just for a second to JPEG 2. JPEG 2 is the newest standard of JPEG. Um, It's better if the if you want the files say between JPEG and RAW. So it's kind of this middleman, but the problem is is that some of the older photo editing programs that you may still be using, it may not support JPEG-2. So you have to look at what the program that you're using, if it does support it, uh, and if it does, you still may want to refer back to JPEG because that's, like I mentioned, the gold standard. So, but again,
0: it's best to stay away from TIFF files for good.
1: Yeah, it is. TIFF was really popular when we used to have to scan a whole bunch of things. And it's really not available through today's DSLR cameras. And so if you're using that, if you're using now a camera on your phone is even better sometimes than a lot of these handheld cameras, is that it's really not a practical use anymore. So the files that we really want to try to stick to are, did you say JPEG and which? My recommendation is to, you stick with JPEG, JPEG 2, or RAW, again, if you are, really want to do a lot of editing with that particular file.
0: Okay, well, Kim, we've got much more to talk about, including more about organizing your photos and even automating organizing your photos. I'm looking forward to that. And we'll be back in just a moment with Kim Commando on Tech You Should Know from
2: Commander.com.
0: We are back with uh, Kim Commando on Commando.com and Tech You Should Know. And now I want to talk about organizing photos because some of these photos are so valuable. But again, it's just so difficult to figure out where they are.
1: Organizing your photos takes a lot of time and commitment. And it's something that you can't procrastinate. You actually have to do it. And I have found in this quarantine time of living the pandemic dream, so to speak, Is that when you are sitting there binge-watching whatever latest series that you're binge-watching, instead of having your phone out, what I do is I bring my MacBook and I put it on my lap and I start going through folders and I start organizing. Because believe it or not, you can see what's happening on the crown, right, while you're actually organizing your photos. Ah, yeah. Multitasking. I like it. Yes just you know my 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 tip though is try not to have too much wine while you're doing it because <laughs> you just might be calling and saying too many photos the next day
0: yeah well that's never happened <laughs> <laughs> exactly i think one of the reasons that people are reluctant to uh, try to organize their photos is they're so important to us and they mean so much we
1: don't want to you know mess up and lose something it's our memories it's our legacy It's who we are, it's who we hope to be, it's what we hope our future generations can look back on and also ask questions. Why did they do this? I mean, what was that in that picture? Yes, that was a telephone booth. Yes, there was a time when we'd actually have to go into a booth to make a phone call. And so our memories become part of us. And I'll tell you, there's such great joy and pleasure in looking at your memories I have set up my mother with Google photos and she came over the other night for dinner and she looked at me and she looked at my son, Ian, who happened to be standing there and said, you know, Ian, I spent three hours today looking at you, learning how to talk and walk and watching certain videos. And she said to him, you know what? You're, you were a smart baby and a good looking one too. And he was like, ah, come on, granny. Really? She's like, and you're handsome now, but let me tell you, when you were young, you were cute. Yeah, so uh family memories and that's something that he's gonna remember forever. Yes. So that's so when you give and get that type of pleasure, it becomes worth the effort.
0: Yes, no question. Photos are just so important. And maybe we should go back to the beginning if somebody is feeling a little bit overwhelmed on this like big task, they've got thousands and thousands, or as we mentioned before, thirteen thousand
1: pictures where do they begin? First of all, try not to get overwhelmed. When you start looking at all your photos and all your different devices and your social media, your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever it may be, is that it's important that you step back. And there may be memories that you don't feel comfortable looking at. Maybe there's somebody who passed away, but you have to break through that. And know that you're doing this for the overall good of your entire family. And there's always one person in the family that seems to be in charge of the photos. And so then you need to take a deep breath and just know that sometimes you're going to be happy and sometimes you may be sad when you're doing this as well. But just know that there are tech tools to help you along the way. And if at any time that you get discouraged, like anything else in life, you know, Take a day off, but just know the next day that you should start continuing and start completing the process because the end game will be worth all the efforts.
0: Kim, can you talk about the different platforms and how they have different systems on organizing photos?
1: If you're on Apple, the easiest way is just to set up the iCloud account. And I know Apple always costs you just a little bit more per month. But if you can have everything synced and organized in the cloud, it just makes life so much easier. Now with Windows users, because there's all these different devices and and especially with Android devices as well, if that's all you're using, is that you have multiple options. And Apple users, we have multiple options too. But it becomes easier when you start looking at whatever photo editing software that you're using. So if you're looking at Adobe Photo Elements, for example, start looking at Adobe's Creative Cloud because that becomes the easiest. And if you're on Android, use Google Photos. But if you have people in your family with multiple devices on multiple platforms, then probably Google Photos is the way to go.
0: All right, Kim, we've saved some of the best for last. What about, especially right now, as some of these big tech companies are under so much scrutiny for uh, sharing our information, What about privacy? Do we need to worry about privacy with uploading our photos with these big tech companies?
1: Anything that you put online, there's always some type of privacy concern. I mean, who will have access to my photos? And I always get people that say, well, you know, what if somebody at Google takes a look at my photos? I'm like, "Mm, I don't think they really care that much about your photos. I mean, to be quite frank. But if you have different folders and maybe you have certain photos, maybe of a risque nature. Those would be the ones that you don't want to put online because you just might make a mistake in sharing a certain folder with grandma that maybe she ought not to be seeing. And so always take a look at the permissions of any folders that you put online. That's great advice, Kim.
0: I will keep those photos in separate. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know you have some final thoughts. So we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back and ask you for your final thoughts, the down and dirty. Oops, I shouldn't say that. How about the uh, very basics of organizing photos? That's next on Tech You Should Know from Commander.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely.
1: Now, I want you to try something. Take a look at your smartphone. How many photos and videos do you have on there? You might have a few thousand, maybe even more. And I get it. It's just so easy to take photos. But the problem is they're not just on our phones. They're on our laptops, SD cards, thumb drives, external hard drives, in the cloud, on social media, the list goes on. So let's review some of today's biggest takeaways. First off, look at the big picture. Check your phone settings and see how much space that you have left. Then try and figure out how many photos you really have. This will give you a starting point so you can know later on when you're making progress. So mark your starting position. And when you're done doing your spring cleaning, you can visually tell how much that you've actually gotten done. Now, you won't have that same sense of satisfaction by looking at your phone. So if you're the type of person who can quickly lose motivation, all right, just try to see how many photos you have right now. It'll give you a great sense of accomplishment when you're done. All right, step two, decide what you don't want. Use the Marie Kondo method. Look at each photo and ask yourself, does it spark joy? If not, throw it right into the trash. Over time, you can delete hundreds, maybe even thousands of photos in just a few minutes. Just remember that your trash folder doesn't automatically get deleted. Maybe it's called a recycle bin on your device. Whatever it is, empty that bad boy out. That's how you're actually going to clean space out of your phone. You should also go to your screenshots folder. When you take a screenshot on your iPhone or Android, they're automatically filtered into a new folder on your phone. That's not the case with your laptop or your desktop, so you'll have to do a manual search for screenshots. Once you've found them, delete them. I mean, think about it. When was the last time you looked at your screenshots and said, wow, that's amazing, I need to keep it? Well, will usually snap a photo of a recipe or a quote we liked or maybe a comment that we read online. I highly doubt that they serve you in your day-to-day life. So since you probably don't use them, just delete them. And if you want to make sure you don't miss something, then okay, scroll through each and double check. But chances are, you probably don't need the screenshots you've taken over the years. And while you're cleaning up, don't forget the videos. If they're precious, I get it. Save them or transfer them to your hard drive or Get them into the cloud. But if you use social media, you've likely got a lot of videos just clogging up your data. For example, if you use Instagram, your phone's probably got a folder with copies of every video that you've uploaded. Now, if you're someone who gets overwhelmed by a huge workload, just do a little bit of cleaning every day. Just give yourself five minutes. Exit out of whatever app you're using and scroll through your own photos for a bit. Not somebody else's on Instagram or on Snap or on Facebook. And just delete what you don't need. It's a long-term way to declutter. But think of it this way. You're only working for a couple of minutes at a time. All right, here's another tip. If you have a cloud app, you'll get a compilation of photos that you've taken on this day in the past. For example, your phone might say, here are the pictures that you took on January 16th in 2019. I love those. Well, go through it and delete the photos and videos you don't want. You can get rid of quite a bit every single day. And let me leave you on this note. Are you having some trouble deciding what to keep? My number one tip, only keep the stuff that's meaningful to you. Only keep the photos and videos that tell your life story. Is that picture of spaghetti truly meaningful? Probably not, unless it evokes a happy memory. Maybe it was your grandmother's recipe that she made for a Thanksgiving. Basically, if it doesn't remind you of a good time in your life, don't keep it. Now, speaking of a good time, I want to thank the team behind NPR's Life Kit podcast. They invited me on for their episode on organizing photos, and I had so much fun, I decided to make my own episode with some more tips. And I also want to thank the Mighty Mike James He's not only our superstar editor and VP of production, but he's also my friend. And as you can tell, he's also a superstar reporter. And of course, thanks to Serena O'Sullivan, our digital content coordinator. And last but not least, I have to thank you for listening. I mean, here's the deal. If you learned one thing from this prior podcast, just one thing, give us a great five-star review wherever you get your podcast because that helps more people find our podcast. And I hope that I helped you figure out how to, Focus, get that on what matters most. And just a quick reminder, this is not the Kim Commando radio show podcast to get that, just head over to getkim.com. Once again, that's getkim.com. I'm Kim Commando, shutting down.